from the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach. You are listening to Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken Lavica. I sat here and tried to explain to you why the Browns, why we get so much coverage of them, but I have something I need to admit as well. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. We are presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Again, internationally renowned. Uh, one of the best in the world in postgraduate sport management programs, number 19 in the latest rankings according to Sport Business. Again, that is internationally. It's the FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. That's how you contact them. That's how you get all your information. That is how you sign up for summer semester classes, fau.edu slash MBA Sport, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Ken Levicka live here on ESPN 106.3. And so uh, last night as I'm watching that 5 o'clock game where you have the uh, the Browns in a critical matchup uh, is they try to continue to compete in the AFC North. You have the Raiders who needed to win or the season is over, and the Browns are just decimated by COVID. Half the roster is gone. Kevin Stefanski, head coach, he's gone. And so you've got Baker Mayfield who is sitting at home tweeting – and uh, you have Case Keenum as backup sitting at home tweeting because they've been caught up with COVID. And Nick Mullins, who had been on the roster for all of about six days, takes over as quarterback. And the Browns, you knew it was going to be an uphill battle going in. That was just gutsy. The way they hung in there, they take the late lead. And the defense just could not hold. And the Raiders win on an ex, uh, on a last-second field goal after the Browns got a really late timeout prior to the first attempt, and then, which was good, by the way, and then the second one goes right between the uprights, and the Browns, a major blow to their playoff chances. And I, I was experiencing something that I didn't expect. I was openly rooting for the Browns. I wanted to see the Browns win because they had so much stacked against them. I have this weird underdog thing, and I don't think it's because of the, the holiday season or because I have this this longing in my heart uh, to, to see the unfortunate one come to the top. I, I, maybe that's just inherent, but I found the circumstances to be almost inspiring. Like This group was fighting. The Browns were entertaining last night, and you could tell that they were limited. Now, here's the funny thing about them. Even when they're full strength, they're sort of limited. Baker Mayfield isn't exactly ever going to light the world on fire at all. But when you have your quarterback, your starting quarterback, who is on the team for less than a week, that gets my attention. I'm into that. In a must-win game, with a lot of stakes, with a crowd that was feeling the same exact way. They were going to try and pull their team to the finish line. Those were great scenes in Cleveland. I love that. I felt like such a softy last night. Like sitting there cheering for the Browns of all teams. I don't give a crap about the Browns. I don't care about the Browns. Yet here I was, like Baker Mayfield is behind his keyboard, 
Nick Effin Mullins after he threw the touchdown pass to Harrison Bryant, FAU zone. We'll hear that in a second because it's our EDS air conditioning coolest moment of the week. But that was cool. Unless you're a Raiders fan, I kind of feel like you get behind that. And it was a good game. It was a fun game. It was a hard-fought game. It was an unconventional game. Well into the fourth quarter, Nick Mullins had only thrown one pass in the air over 15 yards. But you know what? The lack of quarterback play just added intrigue to the entire thing. This wasn't like a Mac Jones only three passes, run and run and run and grind out the Bills, which was a snooze fest. This was a team that was severely, severely undermanned with its best players at home, not allowed to leave their home. And here they were competing with the Raiders. And it was it was dramatic. It was emotional. It was sort of one of those things that makes sports awesome. You sort of love it, and I found myself rooting for it. Like the Browns were the ultimate underdog, and that was good. How did you consume last night? Both games. What was the good and what was the bad? To me, the good was the Browns hanging in there. The bad was the Bears almost 100 yards in penalties, having to watch that slop, having to watch poor Justin Fields put in a situation where he's just not, it's, it's not tenable for a young quarterback. And Matt Nagy in his performance art trying to save his job, showing passion and fire on the sideline. I just don't see any reason for that. It was kind of embarrassing. The good was the Browns, though. And they might not make the playoffs, and these are circumstances outside of their control now. They could have taken care of things in their control earlier in the season, and I get that. But things are out of their control now. But, man, are they fighting. That was a battle. That was an inspired effort last night. I loved it. I was rooting for it. What was the good? What was the bad from yesterday? And also, which teams get more attention than they should? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. And tonight now, you've got two six and seven teams. You've got the Eagles and the Washington football team. And then you've got the Rams and the Seahawks. I'm into it. I'm good with it. I, I hate that the circumstances bring us Tuesday night football, but isn't it nice to have Tuesday night football? Like I, I'm very pro football every night of the week now. We were spoiled last year because we had weird like Tuesday and Wednesday because of cancellations or postponements and everything that went into last year's weird COVID year. But now... I, I, I think that the NFL should do it. They already try to own every month after they moved the draft. Just own every weekday now. I don't care. I'm good with it. There, it. It's a nice feeling to be able to come home and turn on the TV and see the NFL there. Unless it's the Bears. <laughs> oh, they're so bad. They're just so, so epically bad. Why is it so bad? I'm getting a lot of Jets-Giants on Twitter. I don't want to hear about the Jets. I don't want to hear about the Giants. So here's what goes into that, too. Yes, they get too much attention. But I also think that there is this desire, this, this loathing of 
the attention that that New York sports franchises get where they're solely when they're bad given attention because anger sells from a New York standpoint but also making fun of New York sells as well if you listen to the show regularly you know that I'm no stranger to making fun of New York hell I just did it with the Knicks but when teams are bad there's sort of this celebratory, this macabre, hey, let's talk about the Giants and the Jets and how bad they are, and people are going to want to stomp all over their grave. Like That's a real thing, I think. I think that's a legitimate thing. I think that New York teams sometimes get the attention they get, not because they're the biggest media market in the country, but because it's easy to point and laugh at the teams when they're bad. The Giants have had fleeting moments. The Jets, a couple of AAC championships. Largely, though, those are controversial football teams because they're generally bad. The Knicks, embarrassing. You notice the team that's the most winning team in New York? The Nets? They don't get nearly the attention, and they have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. There's more attention paid to Kyrie Irving's vaccine status and him not being there then there is actually what the Nets do on the floor. And that's because I don't think winning sells in New York anymore. There's this reputation now. In, if you're, you're, you're good in New York, then we take the cameras away. The Giants and Jets, I think, are focused in now because they're unfortunate. And it's annoying. You want your team to get attention. And sometimes New York being bad gets more attention than your team being successful. But let's be honest about something. It's kind of funny to see the New York teams bad and talk about them when they're bad. Like, right, that's fun. It's petty, but we can indulge in that, can't we? Make it a guilty pleasure? I know I do. You Don't deny yourself the finer things in life, okay? Don't deny yourself the finer things in life. Sometimes you just have to make fun of New York, especially their pizza. 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. And tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. Which teams get the most attention and don't deserve to? What teams get the most undeserved attention, both in the media and when it comes to what's put on primetime national television? And what was the good, what was the bad from football yesterday? The good, the Browns hanging in there. Me openly rooting for them at home. And I don't like the Browns. I don't care about the Browns. The bad the Bears, and just how inept they look. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Let me tell you about Pat Lawler. Lawler and Associates Personal Injury Attorneys. Want to LawyerUp.com for a free consultation. If you have a personal injury matter, whether it's a slip and fall, whether it's an automobile accident, whether it's a boating accident, a cycling accident, in South Florida, you need someone you can trust, and that's Pat Lawler and all the folks at Lawler and Associates. They've been doing it since 2006, and they want to get you the compensation you deserve. It is a a battle full of landmines if you are going to pursue a personal injury situation. And Pat Lawler has so much experience, that entire firm, they're going to help you through that. They know the tact to take. They understand what it takes to represent you and do it well and do it so that you are getting what you deserve. Don't go into this blind. Let Pat Lawler guide you. Lawler and Associates, personal injury attorneys, want to lawyer up.com, want to lawyer up.com. Lawler and Associates personal.
personal injury attorneys. What teams get more attention than they should, and what was the good, what was the bad from football last night? We'll take your calls when we come back. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.